0: What's going on Dolphins fans Kyle Krabs locked on Dolphins it is the Friday March 25th 2022 edition of the podcast today on the show we're looking at some NFL draft prospects who might be of interest to your Miami Dolphins with their number one pick in this year's draft which is now currently scheduled for a hundred and second overall a little bit of a wait and somehow I have a feeling we're going to be just okay with that wait when the Dolphins come on the clock just throw in those Tyreek Hill highlights. Locked on Dolphins, tap in. Let's get after it.
1: You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Dolphins fans, Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, you know the drill. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And I want to tell you right now, we're going to have a great day on the show because we're going to be talking about recalibrating NFL draft expectations. But I got to get on my soapbox just a little bit here to start the show. Because obviously the Dolphins uh, made a huge splash on Wednesday afternoon when it was announced that they were trading for Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill, the most dynamic big play receiver in the NFL,
1: and he can win in the short game, he can win down the field, just like Jalen Wando can win in the short game and he can win down the field. And you kind of
0: knew this was putting Miami in a position, which a lot of people don't associate outside of Dolphins fans, and that's the main event, the main storyline for
1: football reasons, right? And um, I was interested to see how the network shows were going to react,
0: and they didn't disappoint. And I mean that in the absolute way of my expectations were zero, and that's what we got. So consider this my plea, to Dolphins fans everywhere. Get your Dolphins information, get your Dolphins news, get your Dolphins talk from Locked on Dolphins, from Five Reasons, Three Yards Per Carry, from Dolphins Wire, from Drive Time with Travis Wingfield and the Fish Tank with Seth and OJ, um, the Finn Sider. There are countless excellent. Miami Dolphins-centric resources available for you. And don't expect to get anything from anybody on network television as far as substantial good content centered around the Dolphins. Because every network television show that I turned on reacting to the Tyreek Hill trade turned it into a eulogy for the Kansas City Chiefs and their dynasty. And they talked about how Patrick Mahomes was going to recalibrate. And I heard one show on the same network that put out this really great Puff Tua documentary before he was drafted, same network, just absolutely bodying Tyreek Hill, saying he might as well be retired because he's gone to Miami to play with Tua instead of Patrick Mahomes. And no, is not Patrick Mahomes. I don't think anybody's expectation is Tua is going to eventually become Patrick Mahomes. It's an unrealistic expectation to set. But boy oh boy, did it grind my gears to sit down and say, "Okay. Let's see what you guys got." You got to talk about the Dolphins, and they either didn't at all or what they did was backhanded and negative comments. So Dolphins fans, please hear my cry. And it's not just locked on Dolphins, but there's a lot of great outlets committed to the Dolphins on a micro level as compared to a national level, who give a damn about your team. And they want your team to have success. They love your team. I didn't include the beat, but I would put the beat in this bucket as well. I hope you guys go to every single outlet on the Miami Dolphins beat before you go to any national resource looking for objective conversation around the Dolphins. And it pissed me off, quite frankly. And I shouldn't have, as I said, my expectation was zero, so I don't know why it bothered me so much, but it did. And I had to say something about it. And I want to give kudos to everybody else across this Dolphins space and community for their efforts to provide us as a fan base with good content about the ways that this organization is going to operate differently, good, comprehensive conversation around the X's and O's and the football dynamics that are at play with Tyreek Hill, Teron Armstead, the Miami
1: Dolphins, all blending together. I'll get off my soapbox now, but I had to say that. I hope you guys appreciate so many good outlets that do exist for you in this community. That won't take low-hanging fruit. Today on the show, now that that's out of my system, I'm going to be firing up the DraftNetwork.com's mock draft
0: simulator. And running through some simulations, this was originally my plan for this week, but it was going to be at pick 29. It's obviously not the case anymore. We don't have to worry about pick 29. Pick 29 belongs to the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe we'll stop there along the way and see what is available and what is on the board. And I can kind of reiterate my point. I can piggyback some of my original content ideas off of that. That might be fun. Maybe we'll do that. But I got here in front of me, I got the draft network. Um, mock draft simulator in front of me to to tap into Um, but the last thought that I would have before we get started with this process keep your eyes peeled Dolphins fans it sounds like the Dolphins aren't done yet and of course the Dolphins cleared some salary cap space earlier uh, yesterday with the news that they had cut Jesse Davis offensive tackle and waived Alan Hearns due to a failed physical. And I put out the joking tweet, and I'm sure uh, Dolphins fans everywhere have all kinds of commentary around Jesse Davis no longer being a member of the team. And I'd like to be extremely clear. I wish Jesse Davis and Alan Hearns the absolute best in all of their future ventures. But it is a relief, specifically for Jesse Davis's standpoint, to know That this player, whose ideal role was always going to be as a utility offensive lineman who never took snaps unless somebody was hurt, but the coaching staff that was in place immediately deferred to him as one of the linchpins of the offensive line, is not going to be here to serve as a temptation for the Dolphins to play. Because he was about as bad as it got last year. I know the left tackle position was a huge eyesore. It was a
1: huge issue, but Jesse Davis has always been a depth player who's been cast in Miami as a starter,
0: and I hope he lands somewhere and can serve in a role that is best suited to his skill set as somebody who's versatile, smart, works hard, is an experienced vet that you can put into adverse situations and get
1: a fair effort from to get you out of a game. But to be a permanent fixture as a starter for multiple years,
0: those days are over. And Barry Jackson reporting, according to a source, the Dolphins are very interested to see what uh, Austin Jackson looks like at right tackle for this football team. Uh, but that Liam Eikenberg is expected to get a chance to compete as well. And that Robert Hunt being moved back to tackle, tackle is not completely eliminated or off the tape. So keep that in mind as we go through some of these mock draft simulations and see who's available, who might make sense, and go from there. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, but it's not just basketball. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet
1: online, where the game starts. This game is going to start for us here and now. I
0: have the Dolphins selected, and we have to do a three-round simulation to get all the way through to the Dolphins' first pick, courtesy of the San Francisco 49ers and their compensatory pick, which was a part of the Trey Lance trade from last year. So that,
1: which is, of course, uh, 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 29th overall. Got it. Almost forgot. I got it, though. Players off the board of interest. We're looking at offensive
0: tackle. We're looking at wide receiver. We're looking at pass rusher, and we're looking at linebacker. From a linebacker's perspective, at 29 overall, in this simulation from TDN, Devin Lloyd is off the board, but Nicobe Dean and Quay Walker, the two Georgia linebackers, are still available. From a pass rusher's perspective, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Trayvon Walker, Jermaine Johnson, George Karloftis off the board, Boye Mafe, David Ajabo, Arnold Ebicadee, the best available pass rushers at 29 in this first simulation. What's interesting is, of course, Ajabo would well be gone by now if not for the torn Achilles, um, but the Dolphins won't be in a position to ask themselves that question if the value is too great, even though he's probably not going to play at all this year. Offensive tackles, the big four, gone. They didn't last very long. Evan Neal, Ikem, Iquanu, Charles Cross, Trevor Penning, all comfortably off the board before the Dolphins come on the, off the clock. And from an interior offensive line perspective, Zion, Johnson, Tyler, Linderbaum, and Kenyon Green, all gone and off the board. So you don't have very appeal. Your best available offensive linemen are Bernard Raymond, Daniel Falele at offensive tackle, Tyler Smith, Sean Ryan, Jamari Salyer, Dylan Parham at interior offensive line. Nobody at 29 that makes a lot of sense. Wide receiver. Jamison Williams is gone. Garrett Wilson's gone. Drake London's gone. Jahan Dotson's gone. Chris Olave's gone. Treylon Burks is gone. Sky Moore from Western Michigan is off the board. Talk about a doomsday scenario, and this is exactly what I was getting ready to illustrate. I mean, I just went through an iteration, uh, uh, the first iteration of the mock, and nobody fell into your lap that you would be super excited about becoming a member of the Miami Dolphins. That's going to help this team win here and now. Christian Watson, George Pickens, David Bell, your best available wide receiver. What are you doing here? you drafting into Kobe Dean or Quay Walker, reaching on a need at linebacker? you drafting on running back and, and trying to just get a top player at his respective position, whether it be Kenneth Walker or Isaiah Spiller or Brees Hall? I'm certainly not drafting one of these wide receivers at this juncture in the draft. Not drafting one of these offensive tackles. I mean, you, you can make a case for a scheme fit, but it's not good value doomsday scenario for Miami in this first iteration. And I'm glad that it played out that way because that's, as I've been running these mocks, this was the consistent effort that I have found and struggle with. Now we're at 50 and I've decided to pause again. Raymond and Falele at offensive tackle off the board. Quay Walker, N'Kobe Dean off the board. No running backs gone yet. This could have been a running spot for the Dolphins in this specific iteration of the mock simulation. You still have Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller, and Brees Hall. At wide receiver, George Pickens and Christian Watson have come off the board. David Bell, John Mechie III, and Calvin Austin III, all available. You can make a reasonable case uh, for, for John Mechie to, to probably be a, a good value pick for you at this point in the draft. He's coming off a knee injury, uh, but it sounds like he's going to be ready for the start of the season. On the interior offensive line, potential fits for you. Tyler Smith is gone, but everybody else remains. And I would look at Dylan Parham from Memphis as kind of like a quiet guy who would have been a a really
1: good fit that I would have liked. But, of course, water under the bridge. It's done. It's gone. Um, And then edge defenders,
0: Mafe, Ojabo, Katie, and Cameron Thomas off the board. Logan Hall would have been uh, somebody who I think the Dolphins – would think long and hard about, but although the return of uh, Emmanuel Agba certainly changes that dynamic of being something you would give a lot of consideration to. So we got about 15 picks before the Dolphins come on the board at 102 in this first simulation. And um, one thing that I think bears keeping in mind, wouldn't dismiss a potential series of player trades as, as part of these moves we're hearing, the Dolphins aren't done yet, Dolphins aren't done yet, Dolphins aren't done yet. Well, we're going to get a chance to find out if they're done yet or not between now and the end of April. But, you know, Xavier Howard just deleted all his Instagram stuff again because this is a thing that happens every offseason. Like, are the Dolphins going to sort this out? Are they going to look and say, well, we're going to be a more balanced team. We can off- offset the, the salary. We're going to move. And if you do, you're going to get probably a two, if not more, when you consider the fact that
1: the pay raise he's going to get versus the contract he already has is modest. And he's proven he can stay healthy. You get a reasonable pick there. You
0: no, know, there's still the long term question of Mike Gasecki with the wide receivers. And if you're going to run Alec Ingold and you're going to have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and you're going to have a quarterback and you're going to have a running back, you've got one skill spot left. One. Are you going to run 21 personnel with Mike Gasecki as the lone tight end on the field and a five man blocking surface and try and pound the rock? Or are you going to put an inline tight end in there? I don't know. Like, there's still a couple big wave moves this team can still make. And it includes Mike Esecki and Xavier Howard and Devante Parker. Who after the Dolphins paid Cedric Wilson seven million plus per season, Devontae's looking
1: pretty movable right now. Being completely honest. But the Dolphins are on the clock here at 102 for a parade. All right. Players who are Available. We're going to look at all these same position groups. Linebackers gone. Devin Lloyd, Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker,
0: Christian Harris from Alabama, Chad Muma from Wyoming, which is super disappointing. Damon Clark from LSU just came out yesterday. Uh, He's having spinal fusion surgery, expected to make a full recovery, but will miss the season. Uh, He was a potential fit as a plug linebacker. Don't think that's going to be the case anymore. Uh, Brian Osamoa from Oklahoma reminds me a little bit of Jerome Baker. He's off the board. Darian Beavers, linebacker from Cincinnati, kind of a downhill plug guy, is off the board. Leo Chennault's still here, which is interesting. He's rated in the, the late two, early three range, and he fell all the way here in this specific simulation to the end of the third. That might be a player that, that's worth tabbing at this point. From a pass rusher perspective, I'm not going to go through all the names because there's a million of them, and they're all gone at 102. Uh, from an offensive lineman perspective, uh, Alec Lindstrom and Cole Strange, two potential centers. Lindstrom from Boston College, obviously worked uh, with the Dolphins' new offensive line coach during that overlap in Boston College. And Strange is from uh, Tennessee Chattanooga, small school prospect, is at the senior Bowl. Interesting options, to say the least. The wide receiver position, man, this got ran through. The top available wide receivers, none available in the top 110 on the TDN ranking for the the Democ Draft Simulator. Khalil Shakir from Boise State, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, Vellis Jones from Tennessee, Bo Melton from Rutgers. Not players, especially with Tyreek Hill now in the fray. Let's see what running back looks like. Only four running backs have gone. This is interesting. Even though the Dolphins have invested in, in Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, uh... Walker, Spiller, Brees Hall, James Cook are off the board. But you do still have Brian Robinson Jr. as a downhill runner. Tyler Beatty from Missouri, pretty explosive back. Kyron Williams from Notre Dame, really good in pass pro, really good in the passing game. Damian Pierce from University of Florida, big physical back. Rashad White, kind of a do-it-all player. I think he fits inside zone concepts best uh, from Arizona State. But here's the thing, there's depth at running back here. So, And you also have Chase Edmonds, who you gave $6 million
1: per season to. And you have Raheem Mostert. I'm not going to force the running backs by. Offensive tackle is ugly. We're not going to force it. I think I'm going to draft Leo Chennault here. He's one of the best blitzing linebackers uh, in football.
0: And getting him the chance to take that contract is too good for me to pass up on value-wise in this simulation. Now, I wouldn't expect if we did another one, and we will do another one before we're finished here, uh, I would not expect him to be there again on the next pass-through. But this is the fun part. You never know. So let's see if any of the names, we're going to do another simulation, if any of the names who were off the board that would have been of premium interest to the Dolphins at 29
1: happened to be there this time around. 26 boom. Chris Olave is on the
0: board. That is, of course, of great interest to the Dolphins. Trelon Burks is on the board in this simulation, as is Sky Moore, the wide receiver from Western Michigan. But I'll say this the offensive lineman, the tackle run happened. The big four are gone. The interior offensive lineman, the big three, Zion Johnson, Tyler Linderbaum, and Kenyon Green, still gone. The edge group, even Boye Mafe's off the board this time around. He went 25 to Buffalo. So you have less in the edge group than what you did last time. So the wide receivers fell in your lap. N'Kobe Dean's also off the board. He was available last time. The give and take is you've seen two receivers of interest, Chris Olave and Traylon Burks, uh, who happened to fall in this iteration of the mock. And this is why I sit here and I will literally just down hours upon hours trying to wrap my head around the, the iterations of possibilities that the Dolphins could be faced with. Uh, also, endless possibilities of Built Bars available to you. Built Bars, a protein bar, tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar, they have 100% chocolate in all of their bars, which are all absolutely positively delicious. So if you are looking for a healthy snack, something keto-friendly, post-workout, um, midnight snack, grab-and-go, You name it, Built Bar can be it. You can visit built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is built.com, promo code LOCK15 to save
1: 15% off your next order, the world's most delicious protein bar. Pick 50. As we bring this to a
0: close, we're going to see who's available. Pick 50 that we might have regretted. And then we're going to see who's available, actually available for you at 102 yet again. Logan Hall available. I had mentioned him. Daniel Falele was actually available in this iteration, as was Dylan Parham and John Mechie, uh, two names that we had mentioned as well. Calvin Austin III available, probably a little rich for him. All of the backs are still available. It's kind of a sweet spot. I do think predictively, you'll see them come off the board a little hotter than this. Uh, Jamari Salyer from Georgia is still on the board. Interesting. He played left tackle for them, so he does have some modest athleticism, but I do think he's a little bit more of a gap power uh, type of blocker as compared to somebody who's really going to splash for you uh, in this zone system. Josh Pascal from Kentucky is an interesting name. Uh, Played around 280, was a hybrid type defender, can play down in the B-gap. I like his skill set quite a bit. He was here at 50. Of course, these are opportunity costs for the Dolphins relative to the Tyreek Hill trade. Uh, Chad Muma still on the board. That one hurts. Uh, that that's a good player. That could have been a fun one to pick up here at 50. We'll see if he makes it to 102. The answer, in my opinion, is probably going to be no. But that's okay.
1: Put on those Tyree Kill highlights. You'll sleep just fine, I promise. I know I did last night and the night before that. Uh, about
0: 15 picks here coming down the home stretch, watching some players of interest come off the board for Miami, including a couple of running backs here in the third round.
1: Greg Dulcich, there goes Leo Chennault. Okay. Let's start with running backs. James Cook is on the board. He was
0: not available last time. That's an interesting player as far as uh, how long-term of an answer is Raheem Mostert, we don't know. Wide receiver position is even worse shape than last time. So we're going to go ahead and pass right over that. The offensive tackle. Ah, we got to get him interested in the offensive line. Cordell Volson from North Dakota State's available. Play four spots on the line. Pretty athletic, 317 pounds. Uh, You want to replace Jesse Davis with a swing player? This is what Cordell Volson is meant for right now. What the ceiling is, you won't know until you get him in the building. But at the very least, I look at Cordell Volson, and I see a guy who can take a roster spot and account for three other guys. Because if you don't have a flex guy to this degree, you're going to need to have multiple offensive linemen in your backups who are capable of filling those spots uh the edge group not anybody that jumps out to me as a third round draft selection that i'd be excited about uh channing tindall from georgia a little bit more of a rangy backer he is available uh but leo Chenal, as we mentioned is off the board I think we're going to go with Cordell No, We're going to go James Cook. James Cook's comfortably better player. So I'm just going to draft a better player. I'm going to understand we're going to have a surplus in the running back position. Maybe we can flip one of the young kids um, and James Cook. So there's two iterations and you saw the challenges that were presented. Uh, We had a doomsday scenario in the first round of the first one is an opportunity cost. And in the second time. We had some receivers that fell into our laps that you could have been kicking yourself, but we know Tyreek Hill is a better NFL player than either one of those two guys right now. Uh, The second round, the second time through, seemed like it was a better, more favorable simulation for us as far as who would have been available with those picks. And I think you got a better player this time around in James Cook anyway as far as just his raw talent on the field. But I hope this introduced some names
1: to you. As far as... That third round range, guy like Cordell Volson, James Cook, Leo chanel lots of options that that are of um,
0: interest to fill key roles on the Dolphins. But your expectation should probably not be a starter.
1: Um, that that's what happens when you don't have any top 100 draft selection. So keep that in mind. As I know, for me certainly. Looking back now and
0: understanding how I felt when those picks belonged to Miami and the challenges I was presented with, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, as they say. And the bird in the hand being the most explosive receiver in the NFL, a mighty fine place to be. I'm Kyle Krabs. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Make it a good one. I will talk with you guys again tomorrow.